Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday, um, and we're going to review the National AGM, where John Key seemed to be the star of the show, which is weird, given that I didn't think he was in charge of anything anymore. Uh, and we'll review the democratic process in New Zealand generally. It sounds fun, doesn't it? Toyota wants its uh, crown back as uh, king of the Utes in New Zealand. Wants to get that back off Ford. And uh, Tim has a new bread knife. But before any of that, uh, the, 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 will we get the vaccine when everybody else gets the vaccine? Do you expect that we're going to get it this year? Or are you reading into the Prime Minister's comments that we've got a little bit of a weight on our hands? Uh, we have got a weight on our hands. It's not just the Prime Minister. She's just speaking reality there. It's going to be a long haul. You can see the numbers. I think it's 6 billion vaccine doses have been advanced, purchased um, already by various countries, rich, wealthy countries. We're going to have to fight hard to get our, our, our collection of vaccine. So um, would we have it in the contract, whereabouts in the line we are? Um, that I wouldn't know, and that's a secret known to the companies themselves. But I'd say that uh, if it's a proper contract, it'll be set up that we would have a certain time limit. Otherwise, they don't get their money. There'll be penalties and things like that. So we will get our vaccine, but it won't be the first cab off the rank. Um, why not? Why aren't we the first cab off the rank? Um, because there's countries, um, I think as the Prime Minister said, who actually, they're dying out there. We don't have that kind of horror with us at the moment. But of course, our economy is dying and um, we've paid good money. And I, I think it's about getting the infrastructure. Remember, we've got to fly the vaccine out to us at minus 70, the first one. And we've also got to get our distribution. We've got to do it right. We've got to roll out the vaccine right and not hurt anyone. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I am just slightly worried about the zombie apocalypse, obviously. They, you know, they rush a, a vaccine out to the whole world and then, you know, 28 days later, you know what I mean? Um, I, I don't quite understand the, how, why the government's copying criticism already for not distributing something properly that they don't even have yet as well. That seems a little bit unfair, but maybe I'm just being lefty liberal that way. Uh Meanwhile, on the other side of the political spectrum, uh, National had its AGM and John Key uh, got a lot of publicity. He's not in charge anymore, is he? Voters want a slick, tight, cohesive team. There needs to be strength and vision, not infighting and backstabbing. Key said something at the weekend that should have been said months ago. If you can't quit the leaking, quit the party. I couldn't agree more. There should be zero tolerance for disloyalty. I don't know what the leakers think they're doing, but it's pathetic. Self-serving and a huge own goal. Stamping out the leakers should have been the focus months ago. That's a first crucial step in pulling the party together. The National Party ignores the leak issue at its peril. But to really steam ahead and pull back the lost voters, they're going to need to not just be a rock-solid party, but also have rock-solid leadership. Judith is tough and she's strong and she fought a good fight. But what's the succession plan? There doesn't seem to be one right now. Whoever it is needs everyone rallied behind them, not a string of wannabes in their wake thinking they'd do a better job. One good, strong leader to anchor the party. A solid, robust, tight team with everyone behind that leader. A clear vision and determination to work hard. None of that is going to be easy, of course, but I'd say it's only just the beginning of what National needs to do to rebuild. It's funny how so many of the News Talk ZB hosts talk about National like uh, their own teenager who's uh, gone out and wrapped their car around a pole. 
and how they can sort of rehabilitate them from here? Um, yeah, the, the election generally, voting generally, the democratic process generally, uh, there's been some work done on this uh, and we seem to be relatively happy with it, but we'd like it to be every four years, not every three years. Is that what's happening? Billy Tekahika's advanced party, a advanced party, a party of conspiracy theorists and anti-government rhetoric, managed to get 48,434 votes. You know, that's a lot of people who, at best, have a suspicion that perhaps the way we're governed is not the best. At worst, have got the tinfoil hats on and are, you know, preppers. But that's a lot of people who really don't trust the levers of power or the people that pull them. Do you have faith? that this democratic process serves us well, could it be improved? You know, could we go from 90% to 100? You'd have to say that if you were Jacinda Ardern looking at these figures, you'd think, well, I'll go on, stop it. Not another accolade. (laughs) Really. You'd be pretty pleased. You've been voted back in with an overwhelming mandate to get on with the job. You've been voted back in as a thank you from the grateful who believe they were saved from the COVID. And now you've got 90% of the population, far higher than those in Australia, the UK, the US and Hong Kong, saying not only do we trust you to do the job, but we have absolute faith and confidence that you're doing it above board, the most transparent government the country's ever seen. So when you look at these polls, when you look at these surveys, you'd have to say she's not doing a lot wrong. Do do they have an AGM? Will John Keeley speaking of that one? And if he does, will he get more press than Jacinda Ardern? Just throwing some questions out there. Um, Now, uh, Toyota, I don't know when their AGM is, but they want the Hilux to... They've got the new Hilux, and it's you know newer than ever. Next year's one, which you can buy now, which I'm confused about. Anyway, uh, they, they're really pumping it because they, they're sick of people buying those Rangers. Let's talk business with uh, Damien Venuto. Ranger versus Hilux, and now it's getting nasty. It's always good to see these two um, fight it out. And um, Hilux is such like an iconic brand. So when they release a new ad, you know it's going to be interesting. You know it's going to be weird. You know it's going to be something a bit quirky. I, I mean, this is the same company that brought us uh, the bugger ad that, that attracted so many complaints back in the day. Oh, absolutely. And Crumpy and Scotty yeah, yeah. as well. and Crumpy yeah, and uh, Scotty uh, and the Bulls. Le- yes, of course. But lately they've actually been a bit bland on the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. The the latest one is um, it's quirky. They, they have a series of great one-liners. They're the the there's some really good one-liners in, in the new ad, so definitely go and watch it. But it's this long relationship between Toyota and their ad agency. Now, companies are often like uh, switching up their ad agencies, but this is a 20-year relationship that just stretches so far back and covers so many great ads historically. So who's, who's, is that Saatchi? Saatchi, yeah. All right. So, and, of course, they're hoping to knock Ford Ranger off its yeah. dominance because that is the number one uh, ute. For the last five years, and Ford oh. Ranger loves to rub that in their faces. It's all over, plastered all <laughs> over their Facebook page at the moment. Number one for five years. It's looking like it's going to be number one for six years, uh, because the sales figures for the coming year also point to the Ranger. However, with if you isolate the October f- sales figures, 
uh, the Hiluxes are slightly ahead, so maybe 2021 could be Hiluxes here. Right, there we go. Uh, full disclosure, I drive a Ford. Well, that's weird. I thought he rode a Vespa. Is he going back to cars now? Um, all I know is, and this is not just because of the old joke about fix or repair daily, uh, all the people I know who've ever owned a Ford have had terrible reliability issues with them, including... Uh, a Mondeo that needed its entire petrol tank replaced because it kept leaking all the time, like the actual petrol tank. And I've owned many Toyotas and they've always been highly reliable. I'm just saying where I stand on that whole debate. Uh, it'll be, it just comes down to price at the end of the day, doesn't it? Surely. And people just buy the cheapest one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much uh, Tim's bread knife was, but he loves it. I've had a, I've had a strangely satisfying day um, because I'm doing the bre- I'm baking my own. Uh, it's not sourdough, but it's leavened bread, and um, it's, it takes a bit of time, but not a lot of well, not a lot of effort, but a lot of thinking and a lot of working things out. And when am I going to do? You know, just working out the, the certain skills that you have to develop over the course of time, which I'm still doing. But one of the things uh, I've got one of those never blunt bread knives. Um, you know, they're, they're finely sort of serrated and it never actually goes blunt and you can really cut yourself with it quite badly. But it's really difficult to cut through this bread. And I ordered this German piece of forged steel today, which arrived today, and I had a crack at cutting it. Now, it's, I cannot tell you how much pleasure I got out of cutting that bread. It just glided through that solid crust. It was like, and I thought, I almost, actually, I'm almost, gonna, I'm going to be, this is how pathetic it got. I ate an extra slice just so I could cut it. <laughs> That's how bad it got. Um, I did. I actually ate an extra slice of bread that I did not need to do because I just wanted the pleasure of cutting it. And I thought, well, I've cut it now. I can't waste it because I, I made this bread. I'm not going to throw it out. Uh, so I had too much to eat. All because of a bread knife. Uh, but anyway, the satisfying... It's not cutlery, is it? Just satisfying... What is it? It's not It's not cutlery because cutlery is what you sort of... Ha- personal... Um, utensils, but what is it? Knifery. I don't know. Knifeware. There we go. The satisfaction of a good knife. Um, I will find any excuse to eat extra bread. It's one of my biggest downfalls. Um, it's like, ah, there's, there's three slices left in that loaf. And I actually only needed one, but then there'd only be two. So really, i just have another slice sandwich there. Um, love a bread knife actually I'm with Tim uh, good for cutting your tomatoes I know you might think it's overkill I will cut cherry tomatoes with a bread knife because that's I don't know why more knives don't have that same edge on it like the bread knife it just seems to anyway I'm Glenn ZB uh, amazingly Marcus Lash style commentary even though he wasn't on it's good, isn't it? So it's like it's like he's here even when he's not here. I'm Glenn ZB, and um, he might be here tomorrow. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the timetable.